is Restoration Bible Church and Ministries. We are a people of excellence living purposefully. And as you listen to God's servant, Reverend Tina Bolanta, we trust that God's word will work wonders in your life. Father, we worship you. We bless your name. We thank you for your mercies. So, so many mercies. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for this morning. We thank you because this is a day you have made. Father, we thank you for your presence in our midst. We thank you, Lord, because you are here to bless, to, to strengthen, to encourage, to deliver. Father, we thank you because your word will come forth, strengthening, encouraging, and setting people free in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you because the Holy Spirit is in our midst this morning. And that is why I take authority over any spirit, any hindering spirit that will want to stop people from hearing God's word. I take authority over it and I say you will not hinder people from being blessed this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. Thank you, Lord, for hearing ears. Thank you for seeing eyes. Thank you for lips that will be used by you this morning, Father. In Jesus' name, we've worshipped. Hallelujah. Say hello to somebody on your left, on your right. Just wave. Good morning. Good to see you. Thank you. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the presence of the Lord this morning. It's good to be in the presence of the Lord. This morning we're going to be looking at something that we talk about a lot. And um, we'll just see how far we'll go with the message, the force of righteousness, the force of righteousness, the force of righteousness. We talk about righteousness a lot because we all know that we've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We talk about the fact that we are righteous. We talk about the fact that we know what it means. But then I realize that from time to time we need reminding of some of these basic truths of God's word. And um, I also realize that there are certain things we need to grasp very well to help us walk victorious lives in the kingdom of God. In fact, if you look at Matthew chapter 6 verse 33... Usually when we look at Matthew 6, we do from 25 to 31, 32. You know, we talk about 33, but we don't talk about 33. Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Romans fourteen seventeen says something similar. Romans fourteen seventeen says, Therefore, do not let your good be, ev- be spoken of as evil, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, 
But the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The Bible says in those two verses that actually the kingdom of God and righteousness are one and the same thing. If you seek God's kingdom, you seek his righteousness, then everything you need, you will get. When you ask God for things, you will get. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. What makes righteousness so important that it's tied to the kingdom of God? What makes it so important? Why is it that when we're hearing about righteousness, we're realizing that for us to be able to receive things from God, we need to understand what righteousness means. Why is it? I realize that it's one of the reasons why people have difficulty when it comes to their prayer life is because they don't understand that word righteousness. They don't understand what it means. Because if you as a child of God understands what it means to be righteous, if you know what God means when he says you are the righteousness of God in Christ, going before God will not be an issue. Talking to God on a daily basis, carrying your, your, your needs before him will not be an issue. Because God is our righteousness and we are the righteousness of God in Christ. So there are two things here. The nature of God is righteousness. God is righteous. Amen? And the Bible says we are partakers of his divine nature once you're a child of God. So it means that on your inside, righteousness, I mean you are righteous. The the moment you stepped into God's family, the nature of God came to your inside. It came inside of you. And you are like your father in heaven. And Jesus, when he went, the Bible says he had no sin. There was nothing wrong with him, but he took our place. He took our own guilt, our shame, our sin, everything. He took it on the cross so that we could, like we've heard so many times when our dad in the Lord is ministry, a substitution it took our place so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ. What does it mean to be righteous? What does it mean? Why does he have such a great... Um, um, impact? Why is it important when it comes to our ability to talk to God and walk with God? Why is it that it's important we know who we are in Christ? That word righteousness, like we all know, it just means right standing with God. When the Bible says you are righteous, the Bible means you have rights. It means the ability to God without shame. That's all it means. Which means that once you're a child of God, you can walk boldly to his presence and say, Daddy, I'm here this morning. Daddy, this is my need. Daddy, this is what is bringing me here. So the first thing I'm saying is the fact that giving right God the most Christ and our Lord and the bill rights the most Christ and our Lord saving born into a gives one a right standing in family. Whatever family you are born, the moment your eyes open and you understand who you are as a part of that family, you have right standing in that family. It means that everything that belongs to anybody else in that family belongs to you. It means you have the right to walk up to the daddy and the mommy in the house, make requests, fellowship with them, and nobody hinders you because you are one with that family. Hallelujah. Because you are one in that house, you are a part of that home. That is the same thing with us as children of God. The moment we are born into God's family, the moment we are part of his house, we become righteous. 
Romans 10, 10, Hebrews 11, 4. Romans 10, 10 and Hebrews 11, 4. With the heart one believes to righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Naturally speaking, when you're in family, we have people that go places, looking for things, they have needs, they have requests. I have than me. I know what to do. People, how many of us have problems that sometimes, <laughs> some people, let me not say a lot of people, you know what I'm into the bottom. Some people go to God's for help with them. Somewhere. Somebody introduces them to place. Sometimes in town, some bush, sometimes never carries them some because they need to solve their what do they do to that God? Sacrifice. Right? They go with a sacrifice. Because as you are going, they'll tell you, you know you have to give something. Whatever it is, from a chicken to a goat, colored goat, they'll tell you the color of the goat, to an animal, whatever big animal, sometimes to a human being, you go and make it. Why is that? Because in this it's, it's who are right standing before any God, any superior being you're going to. That's what happens normally. And when John the Baptist saw his brother, he said, but the Lamb of God takes a sin. What was he talking about? He was talking about the fact it was going to come when that was going to sacrifice. Everybody henceforth ages this was going to sacrifice that people to stand out icon with any sins in their hallelujah people make sacrifice small because the ability before god that small god small letter g is based on blood whoever it is that is the intermediary whatever you call him the baba the meboka whatever you call him He's intermediary. Even he himself, without blood, he cannot stand before the so-called God that he's serving. That's why it took the blood of God himself to bring us into his family. And the moment we step into that family and become one with him, the Bible tells me, it tells you that we have the ability to go before God, fellowship with God, and be a part of that family. That means that if you have right standing with your father, Hebrews 11, 4, are we there? If you have right standing with your father, there is nothing you cannot present before him. There is no how you cannot go before him and you'll, you'll not be able to talk to him. Hebrews 11, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it, him being dead, he being dead still speaks. Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice. What made Abel's sacrifice better than Cain's own? Abel's own was blood. He offered blood. And that blood that he offered before God on that day was what made him righteous. That was what made him accepted into the family of God. That was what made he, God turn towards him and have respect towards his offering. This morning, you don't need to make any sacrifice again because the greatest sacrifice has been made on your behalf. Unlike the sacrifice that Abel made, 
that if his brother had not killed him, they would have had to be making that sacrifice on a regular basis. The sacrifice that was made on your behalf was made once and for all. And that sacrifice stands through till eternity. That sacrifice speaks for you on a daily basis. And that sacrifice says nobody can come between you and your father when you want to talk to him because it's the blood of God himself that was shed on your behalf. Hallelujah. A sacrifice was made on your behalf. A sacrifice was made that opened the doors for you to step into a family. The biggest family in heaven and earth. The first family in the world. You are a part of the divine family. And unlike some families, I say some families, where you cannot freely access your father. The family that you belong in, you belong to. You have free access to the Father. You have free access to the throne room. You have free access to his presence. And when you go there, you can go there confidently because the blood has made room for you. And that blood continues to speak for you on a daily basis in the name of Jesus. A once and for all sacrifice was made. Not not one that you have to go. And that is why if a child of God goes somewhere to make a sacrifice... Number one, that child of God does not know who he is. Number two, that, child, that sacrifice you're going to make as a child of God is so, so inferior. So, so inferior to what has already been made on your behalf. And it tells everybody around you that you don't know what you carry. You are a carrier of God. God is on your inside. You partake, you are carrying the divine nature of God on your inside. And that nature has made you righteous. Amen? You are the righteousness of God in Christ this morning in Jesus' name. Romans 5.17 Man's offered by receive grace of righteousness. Receive the gift as you did to work for it. You didn't have to be righteous. It's not you have been. It's about access. Sometimes you see, I'll get there, but let me say this. It's faith, you are the right in Christ. You get into the faith, live in the faith. It takes faith to the righteous Christ. Because you think of humming from, you think of the thing you have done. When you think of the time, it's very to see that this sin to me, listen like, will he and pay her to me? Be willing to open here from me when I talk, when I bring my request to him. Will he do that? That comes from not knowing the fact that it's not works of righteousness that has made you righteous with God. It's the blood that has made you righteous. And that blood continually speaks for you on a daily basis in the name of Jesus. You are righteous. It's not what you have done or what you are going to do. But God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son on your behalf. And that is why you can boldly say you are the righteousness of God in Christ. So walk in the righteousness that belongs to you. Romans 1.17. I'll read um, Passion Translation and then New Living Translation. Passion says, this gospel unveils a continual revelation of God's righteousness. A perfect righteousness given to us when we believe. And it moves us from receiving life through faith to the power of living by faith. 
We receive life through faith. We receive the gift of righteousness through faith. And we have the power of living. We have the power of living on a daily basis by faith. This is what the scripture means when it says we are right with God through life faith. Say we live by faith on it because there are when you there are times where you pray before the heavenly and talk to God and so, if somebody is sitting shoulders says can you remember that day how do this coming from can you remember how you gossiped about this other person in fact can you remember this person halting that thing God do you are trying to pray. even be and what time you you and your wife beat up that's why the Bible just shift by the daily basis. You have to walk by faith in God's word. You have to what God has said is true. Even though you feel like things are working out, as you have confessed and you've made yourself right with God, you can go before God in prayer to hear you. Go before God and God will answer you. You can go before daddy God and father God, I have a problem. I have this concern. I don't know what to do about it. And God will leave everything he's doing, turn towards you and say, my child, I'm here. What do you need from me? Why is that possible? Because God loves to bless his children. God wants to give you good things. God wants your joy to be full on a daily basis. God wants your strength to be made perfect even in his, his strength to be made perfect in you even during your weak times. But all of it is because God is good, God is merciful, and God cares about you. Hallelujah. So the righteousness of God is there, but we need faith to walk in that righteousness on a daily basis. If not, it becomes difficult to stand before God and talk to God. Because the moment you step before God and you want to open your mouth, somebody, something is there. Telling you of when you change figures. Telling you of when you made an inferior sacrifice. Tell thing. The voice will not stop you from your father this morning in his name. Uh, Righteous by the of Jesus. The stand before God's sin consciousness. Important we take our right God is the ability to stand before Him without sin consciousness. Remembering women from thinking of the thing wrong. Possible just conscious away every member of past sin. That's why the Bible says that God Himself as the east far our transgress here to the sea of fullness and God remains anymore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not dream coming from, and he tells, Don't remain from remember the thing to stop you from stepping into the destiny ahead of you because there is a great destiny for you as a child of God. And the only thing that can stop you from stepping ahead is when you keep looking at the past, you keep remembering where you're coming from, you keep remembering what you've done, you keep remembering the times you missed it instead of realizing that it's under the blood. You keep looking at it, and you know, it's not easy to do this and do this at the same time. The more you do this. And this, the slower you get. The time you should be moving forward, you are busy going back and forth. The time you should be moving forward, the steps, the times you should be stepping ahead, you keep looking back. God, will he listen to me? This thing I've done is so bad. Will God forgive me? Has God, is God going to listen to my prayers? Is God going to answer me? In fact, the things I've done, they are really so, so bad. Is God going? He does not remember them. He does not remember them. He doesn't. He puts them behind so that he can bless you. He can bless us. He puts them behind so that he can help us get to where he wants us to get to. But you need to accept that and you need to let go. There is nothing 
Apostle Paul had a divine encounter in the book of Acts, chapter 9. A divine encounter with the Almighty God. But his life before then was such that any believer that saw him ran for f- in fear for their lives. You remember his story? He was the one that pointed out Christians' homes. He was the one that pointed out the believers' homes at that time and said, these ones are followers of the way. This one is a follower of the way. And a lot of people were killed in his front. Even Stephen um, was killed before him. The Bible says they dropped Stephen's clothes at his feet. He stood and he was watching them. How many lives were shared because of that one man? And yet, the moment he had an encounter in Acts of Apostles chapter 9, the moment he met with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, there was a divine transformation in his life. And from that point in time, he could boldly say, I have wronged no man. He could boldly say, there is nothing about me that you hold on to. The same devil that propelled him ahead to do what he was doing that time started to run from him in terror. The devil will flee from you in terror in the name of Jesus. The same devil that even if he did not think about it, he said, this person is behaving suspiciously. Are you sure they are not going for a meeting with the followers of the way? The same devil that was giving him names and was opening his eyes to see things, started wishing that his eyes were closing. Hallelujah. Why? Because he knew who he was in Christ. He knew all of a sudden that he was the righteousness of God in Christ. He knew he had right standing before God. He knew that the blood of Jesus washed him, cleansed him, made him new, made him white as snow, and he could stand before God boldly. And God would not say, "Eh, you are the one that brought many of my children home prematurely. God never said that. God never remembered it. And that's why we have a lot of books written by him. You will fulfill the destiny you are meant to fulfill in this life in the name of Jesus. Right standing with God is important because it helps you to go to God freely without condemnation, knowing who you are. It helps you to stand before the enemy and tell him thus far and no more. You've succeeded long enough. After this point, mm -mm, no more. Because that was what Paul did. The moment he realized, in fact... He did as if the devil didn't exist. And it was true because the devil from him. Sin consciousness does not belong to you. Because the Bible says our nature has been changed. Second Peter 1. 7, Second Peter, somewhere there. The divine nature of God belongs to you. It's on your inside. Sin consciousness is not part of God. Jesus could stand boldly before God while he was here on earth. He could stand boldly before God. Um, John chapter 12. John 11, sorry. John 11. Verse 42, I think it is. John 11, 41, 42. John 11, 41, 42. 
Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was raised. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. I thank you that you hear me. And I know that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it that they may believe that you have sent me. Why was Jesus bold enough to say you hear me and you always hear me? Why was he bold enough? Because he had right standing with God. Are you bold enough to say God always hears your prayers? You are a child of God. Are you bold enough to confidently, if I were to come to you and say, you've been praying for the last how many weeks about this thing. Are you sure God has heard you? Do you have that boldness that Jesus had to say, Father, I thank you because you have heard me and you always hear me. The Bible says his righteousness is the same righteousness that we have. So if we have the nature of Jesus, it means that when we stand before God, we should be confident enough to say, Father, I thank you because you've heard me. And I thank you because you always hear me. Therefore, this thing I am bringing before you, I know because I'm praying according to your will, I have my answers. Hallelujah. It comes from knowing you have a relationship. You are part of the family. You are part of the family. Don't be like the senior brother to the prodigal son. The senior brother to the prodigal son was part of the family. When the younger brother misbehaved and said, give me my inheritance, the father shared everything into two. There are two of you in the house. Father shares everything into two equal parts. Gives your younger brother his own half. Whatever remains, who does he belong to? It belongs to the second person. The boy goes, squanders everything, comes back. Daddy is excited, happy to see his son, throws a party. Then senior bros, he comes up. What's going on in the house? Ah, a guy is excited though. That rascal has come back. That rascal has come back. Our guy is excited. He's throwing a party. He did not go to the house. He started grumbling from where they told him the news. And my question is the remaining half. Who did it belong to? You have right standing with your father. Everything your father has belongs to you as a child of God. Everything you can ever desire, everything you can ever want, it already belongs to you. So you don't need an intermediary between you and your father in heaven. You don't need anybody to talk to God on your behalf because all that God has, he has provided for you. Walk in what your father has provided for you and you will enjoy what belongs to you in the name of Jesus. God does not remember your past and he's not going to talk to you based on your past. God gives you a right standing with him. We have Abraham, we have David, we have so many of them. Their lives were not pure. Their lives were not clean if you want to look at it naturally. But when you go to the library of God and you look for the books with their names on it, there is nothing in those books that tell you about the times they missed it. And that is why I know that when you get to heaven, there will be nothing in your own book. The book that has your name written on it. There is nothing in your own book where it says, this, this, this is what you did on so-so dates. 
So the next question is, why is it that when I kneel down to pray, I cannot stop remembering? In fact, why is it that I don't believe God will visit me? I don't believe God will talk to me. I don't believe God will answer me when I pray. You don't believe because you keep listening to the voice that is telling you you've messed up. Stop listening to words that are not from your father. Stop listening to lies from the pits of hell. And the moment you can do that and walk confidently in what God has provided for you, you'll step into the blessings that belong to you in the name of Jesus. You see, the thing is, we cannot go into God's presence with sin in our lives. That's why God makes us right with him. We can't go into his presence with sin. He makes us right so that we can be free. And that's why the Bible says in the the epistle of John that when we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. It's a continual thing on a daily basis. When we miss it, we confess so that we can step before God. Because for anything you don't confess, anything you know about you don't confess, there's a devil waiting there to stop you from being able to move forward. You'll move forward in what God has prepared for you in the name of Jesus. Don't live a life of sin because God's nature in you is not the nature of sin. That nature has been removed from you. You are a partaker of the divine nature. The divine nature of God is on your inside. The divine nature of God strengthens you. The divine nature of God gives you boldness. It gives you confidence between the pits of before the throne of heaven and before the pits of hell. And that divine nature will cause you to walk into places where you would normally not walk to in the name of Jesus. Sin shall not have dominion over you because you have the nature of God. Sin shall not have dominion over you because you have the nature of God. The nature of God on your inside is why you walk above sin. Is why when you feel tempted to do wrong, you can say no with boldness and with confidence. Knowing that the no you are saying is you're saying no to the works of hell and you're saying yes to your father in heaven. The Lord will give you the grace to fulfill what he has called you to do in this day and age in the name of Jesus. Learn to walk with God. Learn to go boldly before his throne on a daily basis. Learn to walk in what God has prepared for you. Learn to enjoy being in the presence of your father. And as you do that on a daily basis you'll find that your prayer life becomes a place of fun, a place of a time where you enjoy to be in your father's presence. And he will open your eyes and ears to see things he has hidden from you and kept for you in the name of Jesus. Let's rise to our feet this morning. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are made holy. You are righteous. You have right standing with your father. You have right standing such that you can walk boldly into the throne of grace. You can walk boldly to receive grace and mercy for help in times of need. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the gift of righteousness. We did not do anything to earn it. But we thank you, Father, because it is a gift you've given to each and every one of us. Father, I thank you because as we walk in that righteousness, as your children walk in that righteousness, the enemy will flee from before them in terror in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you because no work of the enemy will stop them from fulfilling what you have written concerning them because they know who they are in you. 
Thank you, Father, because there is no condemnation for any of your children. I come against every lying spirit, every spirit that says you're not good enough, every spirit that says you cannot talk to your father for yourself. I come against that spirit, and I speak the peace, the strength, and the encouragement of God into your hearts and mind this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, as your children go into the week, I thank you because they will walk into this week knowing that they have right standing with you every minute of the day. Thank you, Father, because as they call upon you, you will hear and you will hearken to their cries. And I thank you because you will do exceedingly abundantly above all they can ask or imagine, even where their needs and concerns are concerned in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening to today's message. We know you have been blessed. You can reach us on the following platforms. On Facebook and Instagram at Restoration Ministries International. On Twitter, YouTube and Mixeller at RBCM Online. You can also visit our website on www.rbcmonline.org or you can visit us live at Restoration Clothes, Romy New Extension, Kaduna, Nigeria. <laughs>